past four in Castle Bar. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Martin Kearney. We're going to be looking towards Mayo's Connacht semi-final against Ross is taking place tomorrow at half one in Dr. Hyde Park. Of course, it will be televised on RT television from half one. Martin, you were at the game last weekend, the quarter-final against Leitrim. We saw what was initially looking like a difficult Mayo performance, but they found the muster between the experienced pros of Killian O'Connor and Aidan O'Shea. They ran out quite comfortable victors in the end. Oh, that's a fair summation of it, Cuevin. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Leitrim went into a four-point to nothing lead after 10 minutes. You know, Mayo were just sluggish and slow to settle. But um, I thought last Sunday, uh, uh, Killian O'Connor's display uh, reminded us of him at his best. I mean, I think he ended up with one nine in total, but at a time when Mayo needed a little bit of steadying, I thought he just got critical scores early on, you know, to kind of notch us back to parity. And, um, you know, I suppose he was involved with the move then, uh, with Paddy Dorkin that set up uh, Mickey Conroy for the goal. And that goal, I, I thought, was critical. And, like, you know, from going four points down inside 10 minutes, we went in at half time, like, I think, one six or six points up. And um, you could sense the team was just, you know, growing, become more aware of one another. Like, I, we mustn't forget, Queeveen, that this is a new team. It's essentially a new group of guys trying to learn to play with one another, to understand each other's game, to read each other's game. And there's going to be a certain amount of teething trouble in that. And I think in the, that was manifest in particular in the first half the last day. But again, just after half time, um, I think when Killian got his goal, I think about the, you know, around the 12th minute or so, essentially it was game set and match at that time. Although, it, to be fair to Leitrim, they were gallant and they were very spirited right to the bitter end. They were, exactly. And I suppose it's something Mayo shouldn't have been surprised about, considering it's never an easy trip to Sean McDermott, and they put up a really strong showing. But thankfully, from a Mayo perspective, we have seen enough to go through. The team announced by James Horn for tomorrow's game sprung a few surprises, certainly by the returning Chris Barrett. Many thought his inter-county career may have gone, along with his transfer to Clontarf up in Dublin from his native Belmullet. Now he's starting there in the fullback position for tomorrow, and he is going to have to have a very important game for Mayo as he's coming up against one of the inform full forwards in the country right now, Connor Cox. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, what was interesting actually about Chris uh, about Chris Barrett's selection is that for the last three weekends now, I've been at the games that Mayo have played. And Chris Barrett has been togged out in all of the games. You know, of the of the uh, of the old guard of the guys who've been around quite a while, Chris Barrett was one of those uh, of that group who was togged, even though he may not have got ga- uh, much game time. But last week, uh, 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 last weekend, significantly late in the game, he was brought in. He, he uh, like he was uh, just given a little bit of match practice as such, and he was always going to be a guy. I thought that management would look to. Um, when they needed to have maybe a tight marking uh, defender in the full back line, like the full forward line that that uh, Russ Common are bringing tomorrow, I said like Cahill Craig, Connor Cox, and Dolly Smith, all of them are very very dangerous individually, and they play well as a collective as well. So to have Chris Barrett in there alongside um, Oshin Mullen, who was outstanding last week, and Lee Keegan, I think it strengthens the full back line significantly. 
in terms of matchups, do you expect Lee Keegan to pick up Donny Smith there in the Roscommon full forward line? He's a very accurate, sharp shooter. Do you think it's where we can best see a performance from Lee Keegan? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Cleveland. Um, like, I, my own sense of it is that Lee Keegan will end up picking up Ender Smith, who's actually playing at centre half back, or centre half forward rather. Because I think he is their go-to man more than his brother Donny, and I was. Uh, don't ask me why I'm saying this. There's no logic maybe to it in many respects. It's just an instinct that I have that um, that Lee Keegan will get the assignment of marking Ender Smith and trying to curtail Ender Smith's influence. Like Smith has been very, very good this year um, for uh, for us common. And I think he has been the go-to man, like certainly through the National League. So if his influence can be curtailed, if his, shall we say, link-up play and scoring ability can be in some way compromised, then I think Mayo will go a good way towards maybe beating Roscommon. Do you see that team that Horan has picked? The Let me read it out just for some of our listeners. David Clark in goal, Oshin Mullen, Chris Barrett and Lee Keegan in the full back line. Patrick Durkin, Stephen Cohn and Owen McLaughlin in half forwards. Matthew Ruan and Conor Loftus in midfield. Brian Walsh, Rhino Donoghue and Jeremy O'Connor in the half forward line. And now it's becoming an unmistakable full forward line of Tommy Conroy, Aidan O'Shea and Killian O'Connor. Do you expect that team that I just read out there, Martin, for that one to start on uh, tomorrow, in tomorrow's game or do you expect a few dummies to be thrown in at the last moment? Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to, to know, Cleveland. James Horne has basically lived up to his principles and lived up to his beliefs in the teams he has picked over the last number of weeks. And there is no doubt about it. He has looked for a kind of a platinum full forward line of Aidan O'Shea, Killian O'Connor and Mickey Conroy. And he has stuck with them over the last number of games, in particular when Killian was available to him. But the key thing, obviously, has been playing Aidan O'Shea full forward. Now, some of us, myself included, would love to see Aidan maybe out further, out around the middle of the field, half forward line, half back line, where he can, where his tackling and his and his overall influence, I think, can be maybe tapped into on a more consistent basis over the over the course of a match. But if he's in a full forward tomorrow, I would hope that there, there is more ball sent in his direction. I felt in particular in the Tyrone game, Grieving, that he was starved of possession. And, when he, and as a consequence of that, I think his concentration dropped somewhat. But James Horne, as I said, seems to be convinced that this is the full forward line that there is a future in. And fair play to him, he's going with it. And, um, you know, I, I do expect him actually to start there, even though my preference, I say again, I, I would love to see him Aiden that bit further out. You would like to see Aiden back in midfield or centre-half forward. Which one, Martin, do you think he'll be playing there tomorrow? Well, in, 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 in the midfield area. And what I'm, you know, maybe playing at centre half forward, drifting back in the midfield, being a, I suppose, a, a, a presence in the middle that could give an outlet for our own kickers and could be a disruptive influence on the Roscommon kickers because the world of the kickouts are becoming more and more important in. Um, 
Gaelic football at the moment. And certainly the having, I suppose, in fairness, Stephen Cluxton kind of changed the dial on that particular aspect of the game quite a number of years ago. But that would always be my feeling about Aidan, to have him out there. But I respect and I admire James Horne's persistence in going with Aidan in there and... Um, I would hope, though, that if he is in there, that more ball comes in this direction. Well, could it become an issue where our midfield options are quite scant? Conor Loftus, whether uh, he's, he's a midfielder or not, is another question, but he's been playing there, he's been impressive in some games and was finding it difficult against Tyrone. But now we're looking at a Mayo team that has no Tom Parsons. He seems to be unavailable for selection. You know, we've Aidan O'Shea used in the full forward line. Where do you see that brawn coming from in the middle of the park for a Horns t- side? Well, you know, if there are to be changes there, like I have seen the starting 15, but I'm fascinated with is who the forward or who, who will um, make up the subs bench. Now, I have a feeling that Shamie O'Shea will be available for selection of the or will be available to the squad at the weekend. And it wouldn't surprise me if he'll come in as if he'll be a listed sub. And if he is a listed sub, I would expect him maybe to be, um, you know, in the conditions that we're having at the moment, with the winter football in particular, he would be a very, very important man, physically very strong, very good ball winner, and a good understanding also, you know, with his brother further inside. And I would expect him maybe to be introduced as a midfield option mm-hmm. if... Again, he's a, a, a listed sub, and if again there is a need to bring in a player to, uh, shall we say, man the midfield area and, and prove on the midfield area. Is it a situation as well? There were rumours circulating about Rob Henley's departure from the Mayo panel. Also, is is that something that you you've heard or you can uh, confirm to, Merton? I know uh, he's he's been involved in the panel all the time, uh, Cleaving. I think there are, you know, rumours get legs and rumours all of a sudden take flights and rumours then kind of morph into inverted commas facts in many people's books and there's no basis to them. Robert Henley has been involved all along with the county panel and it's, wouldn't be surprised a surprise to me tomorrow if he's listed is if he's the listed sub goalkeeper. Um, in fact, if you're kind of using the word rumours, I have just heard it uh, today that maybe he is. Uh, he has been actually listed as sub goalkeeper. Ah, I see. That's that's comforting to hear as well because I suppose that is one of the issues surrounding the the tight lipped nature of inter county GA action is that not even supporters. The I suppose you'd say about five thousand are the the Corjimoyo, the raving fans, who none of us really seem to know who's in the actual Mayo panel and who's available for selection. Yeah, well, it can be frustrating, all right. Like, I mean, you know, you'd love to know who's on it, but again, it's the manager's prerogative to kind of announce his team. And, you know, there, there, there's no, shall we say, obligation. I think that's the word I'm looking for. There's no obligation to announce the subs. And maybe in terms of keeping a little kind of a card up a sleeve, it's to his advantage to actually not announce the subs until the day of the actual match. And um, I, I would I, I would expect, I, I do believe that Rob Henley will be a sub uh, on Sunday, or tomorrow rather, and Shami O'Shea, I'm hoping, will be. Now, I have no basis for saying that, but I'm hoping he will be, because he would give a bit of brawn. And as you said earlier in our conversation, Cuevin, um there isn't any Tom Parsons, and our... 
lack of cover all of a sudden for for midfield is becoming maybe an issue for the team. Yeah, it's an interesting one to to keep an eye out. I'm sure there'll probably be some surprises named on the bench tomorrow. Uh, certainly, I was surprised when Darren McHale was named as well. I thought he had dropped out of the panel. But it is always nice when you see these players return and get some action as well. The Roscommon team that is being named by Anthony Cunningham, we've talked about Enda Smith, Tony Smith and Conor Cox. We know their attacking options are there. But looking at them defensively, do you think it's something that Mayo can get at using pace, runners from deep? Is that a situation where you think Horn will go tactically to try and beat them at the hide? Yeah, I think he has to try and get with in his attack. He has to spread the game out. Like It's interesting looking at the makeup of that Roscommon uh, defence, uh, Um They have, from the team that beat Mayo last year in May the 19th, 2019 in the championship, I think they beat them 212 to 17 points. Only six of the Mayo team remain, amazingly. And nine of the most common team. But of those nine, uh, five of them are in their defence. And that defence, that first common defence has been very consistent throughout the league. And extraordinarily, they conceded two goals in their opening game against Leash in the National League. But for the remaining six games, they didn't concede a goal at all. So they have been obviously growing an understanding of each other's play. They've become very, very clued into one another and they've become very, very difficult, um, a very difficult team to penetrate. So how we try and get around them, it'll be an, it, it, it's a big conundrum. The positive thing from my point of view, though, from what I've seen over the last few weekends, I thought that the goal-scoring, shall we say, escapades of Mickey Conroy have been very encouraging. And last weekend, it was it was fantastic to see Killian O'Connor, you, you know, uh, coming back to the form that we all need to have him in. And then with Dermot's recall to, uh, to the wing-forward position, I just think that is actually, a, 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 like there's three or four forwards there that are well capable on their day of actually mustering a good uh, score and actually, you know, stretching that most common defence and keeping them on the back foot. Yeah, and I think that is evident throughout the entire Mayo team. Looking at the uh, lineup announced, they're they're all scorers. I know there was that incredible statistic about Jeremy O'Connor joined the National League, didn't score a single point throughout Mayo's campaign in 2020. Obviously, he was dropped for last week's game against Leitrim came on as well but do you think that would be enough to kind of G up his spirits and try and get him back on song and up to the level that his brother seems to be playing at yeah I, well to be honest with you Cuevin I thought Dermot was very very good against Ferron now that was my personal opinion I was at the game and mm. I was really encouraged by what I saw from him and I thought that and I would imagine last weekend that um, he had maybe picked up a niggle or something or maybe James figured that maybe the rest might have done him good, uh, you know, uh, on, on the day, and maybe held him in reserve uh, for the Roscommon game. But he is, he, he to me, if he gets back to the form that we know he's capable of, uh, is um, a very, very, very good player, and a very hard-working player, a guy can link up play very well, and a guy also who has scores in him, and maybe that aspect of the game or that area of his game is something that we would like to see, you know, coming back, you know, where he can notch and where he is relied on and capable of getting maybe two or three points a game. Yeah, because it is encouraging as well seeing 
in midfield, Conor Loftus, Matthew Ruan, they're all capable of taking their own scores as well. Brian Welsh as well, he opened the scoring against Leitrim last weekend. But Ryan O'Donoghue seems to have won out the battle for James Horne's heart at the number 11 position. Mark Moran is nowhere to be seen currently and he wasn't even in the, in the panel last weekend. So is this yeah. now an example where Ryan O'Donoghue is going to hold on to that jersey come into the business end of the championship? Yeah, I'm not privy to why uh, Mark Morden was uh, left off. Clearly, he picked up an injury. Uh, and again, the problem is that you have craving at the moment. If a player gets injured at the moment, with all of the games kind of just uh, dovetailing uh, on top of one another, you know, that player in all, in all likelihood is going to be gone for the championship. And like Mark Morden's display, I thought, in Tune against Galway was sensational. Really, really, for a guy like in one of his first games, if not his first first game. I thought he was very, very good. Like last Sunday, I loved I love Ryan O'Donoghue's work rate. I love Ryan O'Donoghue's willingness to get involved in the game. And um, he will be he, he okay, he'll be playing on Brian Stack tomorrow. And it's important for him that I think if he gets when he gets the ball, that he maybe would look up a little bit more. That he would just try and see what's in front of him, what ball is cap- you know, what ball is inside in, uh, uh, rather than kind of maybe just turning back and recycling it. His work rate you cannot fault, his bravery you cannot fault, his willingness to get involved in the game you cannot fault. But again, no more than a story, uh, Creeving, a score two extra, a score two more, becoming a threat on the scoreboard would be something I'd love to see evolving. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've seen a lot from him so far. It's all been very positive from the Bell Mullet man and uh, hopefully we will see something similar. Finally, before I let you go, Martin, do you buy into this narrative that seems to be creeping across the national press that the game tomorrow, if, as many pundits are suggesting, Roscommon win, it will be viewed as a changing of the guard in this province that Mayo will hand down the baton to Roscommon as being the most competitive team from this province? I don't buy into that, really. I think there has been a gradual changing of the guard in Mayo uh, since the resumption of the National League and even at the earlier stages of the National League. And even if you go back to look at some of the teams that were picked last year, um, you, you know, through the Champions and, and in the National League, there's a lot of changing going on. There's, a, uh, you know, a lot of young lads being introduced, a lot of um, new names being introduced, a lot of guys, you know, you've had the likes of Park O'Hora becoming... You, you know, uh, getting a lot of game time. Uh, Michael Plunkett getting in. Jordan Flynn. You know, Ferdy Boland. All uh, guys like that. Darren Cohn. Guys that were, um, you know, maybe on the fringes, but they've been given way, way more starting time. And this is going on, I think, since early this year and late last year. So I don't see all of a sudden Mayo becoming yesterday's men. Win or lose tomorrow. Well, certainly if they lost tomorrow. I don't see them becoming yesterday's men. I think James Horne has put in a good foundation and can build on that and make us very, very competitive again for next year and build up to you know, becoming a force again next year. Like Mayo aren't going to simply disappear off the radar um, overnight. I think they have done a good job in getting in fresh blood, getting in new players. And I think the dividend won't show maybe for maybe a, a couple of more months. And I think it may be even into 2020, uh, 21, 22, into that particular uh, season, before we get the full dividend from these new guys. So you think, as we are a team in transition, Martin, that we'll find it difficult to get the result tomorrow against Ross Common? 
Oh, tomorrow's game is going to be difficult. It is going to be a difficult game. It'll be, we we have to be, like when you think of it last year, memory serves you right. Roscommon scored 212 and they played very defensively. Mayo scored 17 points. But Mayo shot something like 13 or 14 wides in that game. And for tomorrow, if they're to win, Mayo have to be economical and they have to be, uh, like, basically maximise the chances created and make sure that the chances created are transferred into points. I mean, you know, like it was encouraging last week to see maybe only two or three wides on the, on the shall we say, on the debit side at the end of the game. But, like, I mean, tomorrow, certainly we don't want to see a repeat of last year where we were well into double figures in that in that context. And I think of Mayo or Economical... Um, in front of goals tomorrow, and if they can remain competitive throughout and basically nail down, as, as we said earlier, the likes of Donny Smith, the likes of Enda Smith, the likes of uh, Connor Cox at full forward, I think they're in with a good chance, but it's going to take a hell of a performance. Yeah, I think so too, but it does show as well that it's good to have competitive action now and be in the situation where Galway have a Connacht final ahead of them without kicking a ball. Amazing, all right. It's amazing, and like I feel for the Sligo players, it's interesting that they come out with a statement yesterday that they didn't that it was against their wishes that the team withdrew from the championship. You know, and that's a significant statement actually, and it just uh, it, it 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 begs a lot of questions actually, doesn't it? Um, you know, you just wonder what levels of communication went on there between players, management and county board prior to the decision to actually withdraw from the championship. But the the net effect of it all is that God will go into a Connacht final without any match practice. And um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. You know, on the one side of the coin, you can say they're well rested. On the other side of the coin, you can say they're very, very short of match practice, which it benefits the team more, time will tell. That's for sure. Martin Kearney, thanks a million for joining us here in the Saturday Sports Show and enjoy tomorrow's game tomorrow in Dr. Hyde Park. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Quibin. It's Martin Kearney there bringing us the latest in the Mayo GA news. You can uh, keep your questions coming with the landline 094 902 or you can text 87 it's worked to Chrissy Barrett, to Conor O'Shea. Mayo get one last throw of the dice. Conor O'Shea driving down the field. The hill want Morris Deegan to blow it up. We're in the eighth minute of injury time. Parsons shot blocked. The ball is smothered. It's all over. I'm so tired. It's just not meant to be. Unbelievable. As bad as things are, we can, jeez, we can have a pint.